What's doing, everybody? Today is Thursday, June 15th. Massachusetts middle schoolers protest against Pride Spirit Day after the school ignored Memorial Day. And the White House is now calling a trans spectacle unacceptable and disrespectful, but it's a trans genocide if you don't bring your kids to a similar transgender event. And the hero of the New York City subway, Daniel Penny, has been indicted. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lace Show. So hit the follow button, and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. What's doing, everybody? Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. I am happy and honored, as always, to be here with you. If you guys are watching this live here on Rumble, uh, please get down there and share the broadcast so we can get as many people on here as possible. If you guys are enjoying the show here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please hit me with a rating or review over there. Help build up the program a little bit. I appreciate all the support so far from you guys. I do have the social media that you can follow now. The Alec Lay Show is on Instagram. It's also on Facebook, and I'm tweeting about it on Twitter at Alec Lace. Uh, so you guys will be able to uh, find, keep up to date with everything going on here with the Alec Lace show. And at the top story there that I said, I was, uh, I'll tell you what, it's about time we start hearing stories like this because people, parents, are, are, we know are fed up with this whole entire Pride Month thing being jammed down our throats, but the children have had enough now as well. And that happened in Massachusetts, in Burlington, Massachusetts, at this uh, Marshall Simmons Middle School where this whole thing, I know it's been reported about, and I'll play a little bit of the reporting in just a second so you can hear a little bit about the story, but to to give a little backstory on this, these kids that go to this school were, number one, already ticked off that the school somehow conveniently forgot about Memorial Day, all right? They they made no uh, big deal about Memorial Day at this school, and kids were ticked off about that to begin with that set the precedent. Now it, uh, it turns into Pride Month and they're going to have a Pride Spirit Day where they're going to encourage all the kids to wear rainbow colors to school. They're going to have to wear stickers and they're going to have to put up posters and it's going to be a big Pride Day celebration, whether you like it or not. After And they're making this whole fuss about it and they completely skipped over Memorial Day very conveniently. And so the kids fought back against this. They, it was uh, kids that got together and said, you know what? Not today. You know, we're, we're going to protest this. And what they did was they came to school dressed in red, white, and blue. Uh, they, some of them had their faces painted red, white, and blue. And they were saying that their pronouns are USA. And they had had enough. So here's a little bit of the story uh, as it was reported. Uh, take a listen. Displays of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric starts in the home. Parents angry at town hall over intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School. Kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white, and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that Pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up, some students chanted USA are my pronouns, and students showing Pride were intimidated. It was an unruly disruption in fact, that was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown. Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground. But, you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced.
first to participate in the Pride event and was offended by some of the messages, like this quote from Tennessee Williams. Human heart cannot be straight. It is curves and winds. And my daughter just kind of said, you know, Mom, that's that's offensive to, to me, who I am straight. I love what that parent has to say there, too. Yeah, what about my child that is straight? Uh, Is that a bad thing now, according to this little poem that you want everybody to read? Are we leaving out the straight kids? And why is children's sexual preferences even a question in a middle school? Why are we even talking about this stuff? Pride exists for gay and lesbian people. They have preferences in sleeping and having sex with the same sex. Why are we even discussing this in preschool, uh, at middle school? Well, that's where they want to put it, is in preschool. But why are we even discussing it in the middle school at all? It shouldn't be there. It doesn't belong there. It has no business being in there. We should, we should not be talking about uh, uh, sexual preferences among kids that haven't even hit puberty yet. Um, what are we doing? So these kids were sick and tired of it, and they, they weren't going to take part in this. Now, the principal is Carrie Purchase, and Carrie Purchase says that the, the lack of recognition for Memorial Day was an oversight. Oh, just a little oversight. We just forgot about the thousands of people that have been killed in the, on the battlefield defending the freedom and your right to even have a pride flag. We completely forgot about them. Just a little oversight. It's not an oversight. These things are done intentionally because it's anti-American and they love nothing more than to see this stuff go on. And if you look through uh, Carrie Purchase's uh, Twitter handle and you look through her tweets, you could tell uh, she is a, a left winger. Uh, she's constantly tweeting stuff that would align her with the left wing lunatic party that we see. Uh, same talking points. But this is this is something that is being shoved down our kids throats. Parents are hitting the school boards now. Children are firing back. And hopefully this will lead to more kids uh, doing that. And you listen to these people in the school board meeting in that little clip there about how uh, this is wrong for them to do it. Oh, that starts in the home. It's coming from the home. Yeah, well, where do you think, where, where are they getting it from? They're getting it from the school system. You guys are shoving it down their throats, whether the parents like it or not. So wait a minute, how could it be coming from the home? You don't even tell the parents what are going on in the school anymore. You don't even let the parents know what's happening starting in the home. No, how about for the fact maybe the kids just don't want to have this gay and lesbian and transgender stuff shoved down their throats. They don't want it. So stop forcing it on them. It's, it's not a conversation that needs to take place in middle school. So God bless them kids for fighting back against this agenda that's being forced on them. Oh, come on. Let, let, let's go get yourself castrated. Get some hormone block. You don't, who needs puberty anyway? That's what they're forcing on these kids. And it's time it stops. They got to get them before puberty. And it's so important that they get these young kids to get on puberty and hormone blockers to sterilize these kids. And if they fight back against it, oh, it starts in the home. Oh, the parents are turning these kids against the LGBTQ agenda. You're damn right. You're damn right. Stop forcing it on the kids. Again, that was in Burlington, Massachusetts at Marshall Simmons Middle School. So parents over there are doing a great job. And it's not, it's not insensitive uh, to, to kids that are transgender. What, the, the one child that, that has gender dysphoria in the school is going to be upset that you don't have a big pride parade in the middle school? Nonsense. 
It, it, this whole thing, this whole conversation is, is going off the rails. And I know I've been talking about it as many people all over social media have been talking about it because it's constantly being shoved down the parents' throats. And that's why if we don't speak up about it, it's never going to stop. It's only going to get worse. And because nobody stopped it, it's gotten to the point where it's at. And how far has it gotten? Well, look at what they did at the White House. Right, the White House. We, as we know, Joe Biden and and and, and his administration are huge supporters of the LGBTQ. They're heroes. The LGBTQ. They're the most courageous people Joe Biden's ever met. He's never met more courageous people than the LGBTQ people, according to him. So they have a a, a pride event at the White House. And this transgender Rose Montoya shows up. Now, you've seen her trending all over the place. Uh, She's taking selfies uh, with Joe Biden. Now, this is a guy that's had thousands of dollars worth of surgery to get fake breasts and uh, the chin tuck and whatever the other surgery is so that they shave the Adam's apple down so you're not obviously uh, poking the Adam's apple out while you're trying to pretend to be a girl. So uh, this guy completes the costume with that. But he doesn't doesn't complete the the costume completely because he leaves the package intact. See, here's a video of Rose Montoya. Look at that. You see? Package still intact here. Uh, Joe Biden didn't see that when he, when he was coming in for the selfie, I guess. But so th- this this rose and other ones are showing up at the White House because, let's face it, the transgender community hijacked this entire Pride Month. They have hijacked the entire Pride movement. And that's what every Pride parade has come become about. It's become about transgenders getting naked or, or getting partially naked, performing sexual acts in front of children. That's basically what pride has become. So I, I can only imagine, and I've seen several of it on uh, several people on Twitter, the, the gay, lesbian people on Twitter, uh, speaking out uh, against this stuff because it is really giving pride a terrible name, right? It's giving them a terrible name. They don't want to be associated with these freaks that are showing up and performing sexual acts in front of children. They fought, I I would say that the gay uh, community has fought so hard against the mindset that had been all gay people are um, pedophiles. They fought so hard to get that stigma away from the gay community. And now the transgender community has totally wiped that off the board for them. Because that's all people think about now. When you think about pride, when you think about the gay lesbian parades that are going on, all you think about is, is, is these transgender nut jobs that are out there that are doing things in front of the children. And, and that's what they've been pegged with. That's why the backlash has happened at Target. That's why the backlash happens with Bud Light. That's, that's the way these, the, the, the pride parade people have been painted now. And so this is what happens at the White House. The Rose Montoya shows up. There's other transgender people. And what do they decide to do? Well, we're going we're gonna to do what, what, what they do at every single pride parade. They go, they go topless. They start performing little sexual uh, dances for themselves. And, you know, probably to make a TikTok that can get 20 million views. And so you have women that are actually there that are topless, but they have the surgical scars underneath where their breasts once were. So that's how sad it is. We have to see these women that totally mutilated their body and they're standing there shirtless with some hair on their chest now because they've taken, you know, enough uh, hormones to tranquilize a horse. They, they got the they got the, the, the hair on the chin now. They, they, they're trying to look like men. And then you got the men that have the fake boobs. So they're there and they and this Rose Montoya takes off the, uh, his top 
and now he's he's naked. He's shaking his fake boobies, and uh, he does the pictures with Biden and all this other stuff. So now what happens? Well, the White House says that this is this this is unacceptable. This is disrespectful. They go on a tear. They put out a statement uh, denouncing what Rose Montoya did and what the other transgender people that were doing that were there did. And here it was when she was asked about it in the press conference. Take a listen. We received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful. Is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, the, the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Uh, so, you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that. And uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. Again, hundreds of families who were here uh, to celebrate uh, their community and who were here in attendance. So um, look, individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events. And uh, this is, has not occurred before, right? This is not, this was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration. Uh, but we've been very clear about how, uh, how we saw this particular uh, behavior unacceptable unfair not appropriate disrespectful a lot of adjectives coming out from the pronoun gal but now all of a sudden this was a family event we had families there they were trying to celebrate it and 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 this guy got naked with his fake boobs she's this is disrespectful tell me that you have never been to a pride parade without telling me you've never been to a pride parade kareen jean Perry. this is what takes place at every single one of these things in fact they've canceled pride parades down in florida particularly in tampa where they weren't allowed to do this in front of the children because governor DeSantis would levy fines against them and charges against them for doing so and so instead of just having the parade and not doing that, they cancel the parade. This is who the transgender community is. And in a sense, because they've hijacked it, this is who the pride parade people are. This is who pride is. So Kareem Jean Paris says, oh, this is unacceptable, unfair, not appropriate, disrespectful. This is a family event. Well, if I don't bring my, if I say something like, well, I don't want to bring my children to that pride parade because there's naked transgender people there dancing and twerking in front of my child, I'm committing transgenocide. Kareen tells me I'm committing transgenocide by not bringing my kids to these transgender events. These circus of uh, affairs where they where, where they're doing these things like they did at the White House. So the White House now, in a sense, should be held accountable by the LGBTQ community. They should be held accountable now. How could you make a statement like that? You're calling the transgender person disrespectful. That's coming from uh, Mrs. Pride herself. All right, so the, see, see how the double-edged sword swings here? It's not okay for the White House because that was a family event. But if you're up in arms and you make videos like this, speaking out against the, the shit that's going on in front of my family, then all of a sudden I'm the problem. I'm a transgenocide person because I don't want it around my kids, but it's not good around your, your White House. 
It's the same thing with these freaking books that they want your kids to read in school. They want the, oh, the kids could have these books in school. But if you try to read what's in the book on a public radio or on a public television, they have to mute you. They have to cancel it. They have to hit the seven second delay and dump it because you're not even allowed to say the words that are in this book that they're reading to children. It's so frustrating, and that's what this whole thing is, and it's coming at us like 100 miles an hour from every direction with this crap. It's really um, it's really unbelievable, and the transgender, they have really just hijacked this entire movement. And so here's another one, too, because Kareen was asked about this, where men competing against women, which is another one of these things that drives you nuts. It's the same thing with men using the same bathroom as my daughter. And if I say I don't want that, now I'm some kind of bigot. But here, someone pressed her on this. Take a listen. What would the president say to parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say in high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male or a person born male? And, they, and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety. So look... Uh, I'm, what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Well, you're saying you're you're saying that their safety is at is in, is is at risk. Yeah, but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happen. A broad a broad example explanation that is dangerous. That is a dangerous thing to say, that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous. See, here she is at her old ways. It's dangerous to even say it, to even say that you don't want your daughter to have to compete against a man. That's dangerous. That's dangerous to even say it. Well, how is it dangerous? You don't want the naked man on the front lawn of the White House. You think I want the naked man in the locker room with my daughter? No. So how is this dangerous? Dangerous to who? Dangerous to my daughter. That's who it's dangerous to. Not to the not to the man that's trying to pretend that he's a girl so he can sneak in to my daughter's dressing room. Come on, we, we're, so they, where are these people in this White House press conference that they got to call her on this? I, I, right away, fire back and say, "Well, wait a minute. Isn't it dangerous to call Rose Montoya disrespectful? Isn't that dangerous?" No. Well, if it's not okay for the White House front lawn, why in the world is it okay for my daughter's bathroom? This is a guy pretending to be a girl, but he still has all of his equipment intact, just like Rose Montoya has all the equipment intact. But they're allowed to go into the ladies' room. Come on. This is like Joe Biden. Come on, man. This is... This is why I've spent so much time talking about it. This is why so many people have spent so much time talking about it. And then they make it sound like you're, you're, oh, it's, it's outrage. Oh, look at this guy. He's, he's, uh, he's triggered. You're damn right I'm triggered about it. And so are parents all across this country. And more and more are going to start standing up. And so are the kids now standing up against this. Leave the kids alone. Stop forcing this stuff on the kids. We've just seen it here. I'm, I'm in Jersey, Hoboken, New Jersey. They're trending. Here, take a look at this. They're having their drag queens reading to, uh, to the kids. Dr- drag queen story hour. And then look at the books that they're giving away. And then they got called on it because Libs of TikTok points it out. And they get all offended. Oh, no, that's not the misinformation. That's not what's happening. It's right there in the brochure. You're right there in your social media post. 
so frustrating. And again, one last thing on the pride thing, and then I'll hit on Daniel Penny for a second. I don't know what's going on with Starbucks here. I get conflicting reports of are Starbucks and other companies, are they removing their pride gear uh, from their stores? Because people have been posting all over social media that work at Target. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, Target's another one. They've, Target has pulled their pride selections out of a lot of stores. No surprise because they've gotten, they, they've, their stock has tanked uh, since this whole thing has happened. But Starbucks has employees that have posted all over social media about how they've been told to t- either take down the pride flags, the pride uh, propaganda, or to not put it up at all. So yeah, I'll put some of them on the board here. These are these are coming from all over the place, as you can see. And I'll read a few of them there for you guys listening on Apple Podcast or Spotify. If you want to see the clips I put up here in the videos, just uh, join me over here on Rumble. But here's a, a couple of them. Uh, uh, decorating for Pride Month. My my uh, manager just told me we can't decorate for Pride Month because it's not inclusive, as in not all people are part of the community. Is there anything my coworkers and I can do? We're all very upset. Oh, it's too bad. You want to keep out a whole bunch of straight people, and and you're upset. Yep, they made us take them down last year, and we didn't even and didn't even let us put up a single thing this year. Oh, it's like they weren't allowed to put up the Christmas tree. Uh, this is so small, but I quit my store when they made us take our pride flag down. So you're seeing posts like this all over the place. People are uh, bent out of shape that they're not allowed to display their pride flag in the window. Another thing, too, that I totally skipped with the White House and speaking of the pride flag, at that event, people went up in arms because of the uh, the way that the flag was displayed being flanked by the American flag. There was an entire, entire war on Twitter over flag code. The bottom line is... People were just upset seeing the fact that you have the, 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 the pride flag hanging there the same length and being flanked by the American flag as if it's uh, uh, above the American flag. I don't know. I know that there were so many people. The people came out of the woodwork like they were lawyers talking about this stuff, about how the flag should be displayed and all this other stuff. Everybody making points and arguments. It's just one way or the other. What went on at the White House seemed like a disgrace with the, between the naked man and flying the flag equally high with the American flag, being flanked by the American flag. The whole thing, just it just is cringe. But anyway, back to Starbucks here. So now the Starbucks put out their uh, a tweet or their election. Uh, Letter here saying that uh, what's all over social media is fake news, that there is no uh, Starbucks uh, recommendation to take down the pride flags. But I think that they're doing that because they're in a very big pickle here, because if they keep all the pride flag stuff into the Starbucks, they run the risk of going in the same direction as Bud Light and Target and Kohl's and everybody else. And if they take the pride stuff out, Now they run the risk of what happens to Target here, bomb threats. Target got a bomb threat in Louisiana. I put it on a board here. Uh, At at 439, an email was sent to multiple organizations and news outlets claiming bombs were placed inside the Target store. The email says, you have betrayed the LGBTQ plus community. You are pathetic cowards who bowed to the wishes of the far right extremists who want to eliminate us. So there was nothing behind that. There was no bomb in that Louisiana Target store. But either this is really people that are pissed off from the LGBT 
or this is a Jesse Smollett type of thing where uh, it's actually the Target store doing this or it's a fake thing or it's a, what do they call those, a uh, false flag? I don't know. All I know is the LGBTQ people are upset that they're taking the decorations down and uh, Americans are, or customers are upset that they have to walk in and, and see it when they're going in to order their uh, $7 latte. So they can't win. Starbucks is, you know, they'd rather avoid the whole, just like most of these people. If they just keep out of it, I think is the best thing they could possibly do. Just stay away from it. it, it this, the, the whole Pride Month has become a big problem for all these businesses. Just stay away from it. What, you know, unless, you, unless your focus is on pride, unless you're, you own like some kind of gay store or something like that, then go at it. But when you're trying to stay neutral and you're trying to just attract customers and not political, uh, create political enemies and political allies, then stay out of it. It's the same thing with sports. Leave it all out of sports. Why do you need to fly f pride flags uh, at the stadium? No one's going there to support gay sex. No one's going there to support straight sex. People are going there to watch the ball game. Wow! Wow! Look at that. That's all people want to do. They want to go to the football game, and they want to watch guys crush one another on the field. Not in the bedroom. But they can't, they can't help themselves. they got to get a part of every single political issue and ruin everything. Just stay out of it. Unbelievable. And Target is continuing to take a serious bath, too. And, and it's, and it's going to continue until they just maybe just issue an apology and say, hey, look, we got this wrong. We shouldn't have partnered with a Satanist. It was a bad PR move. But they won't do that. All right, Daniel Penny, the hero of the New York City subway uh, attack by Jordan Neely, who was threatening to kill people. Uh, he has been now indicted. And now we don't know what the charges actually are, but a grand jury indicted him. I believe the arrest was second degree manslaughter. We won't find out what the actual charges are until he uh, appears before the grand jury. But uh, I've spoken about this and here it is. We are going to see Alvin Bragg's DA pin this guy to the wall. I would be very surprised if Daniel Penny uh, is found not guilty or is, is, is exonerated from this because they're going to go very hardcore and to, they want to make sure they send a message that if you try to stop our criminals, you're going to pay the price. And Jordan Neely was a criminal. This guy's on the train threatening to kill people, saying, I'm prepared to die. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. I don't care. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to kill you. So everyone's like, oh, it's just, he's just blowing off some steam. Let him be. He's just, he's just having a bad day. Well, when a guy is threatening to kill, kill women and children and saying he doesn't care if he goes to jail for life and doesn't care if he gets killed himself, you have to, I guess, take that guy at his word. No, I mean, I don't know. But that's what happened with Daniel Penny. He took him at his word and he, was, uh, he, he stepped in and helped those people on the train. And now they're going to make him out to be the villain. And we're seeing it all over the place. All these people who all come out of the woodwork. Jordan Neely didn't deserve to die. No, he didn't deserve to die. The people on the train didn't deserve to be threatened either. So it's, this is just something that you're going to see more and more of. Is the good guy is going to be the villain. And the bad guy is going to be the victim. And that's the way they want to they play it. 
And you're seeing the crime all over the place in these liberal Democrat paradises that they've built. They've built these liberal paradises all over the United States, but nobody, everybody's fleeing from them. And the crime rates are out of control. The homeless rates are out of control. But yeah, look what we're doing. We got pride flags that are out front. Look at how good we are. There are all these communities falling to shit. But oh no, keep, let's keep voting Democrat. You would think that by now you would see the Democrat paradise, the Atlantis that they're talking about. Where is this uh, uh, paradise that they've been promising for 40, 50 years? It's yet to arrive. All right. So God bless. uh, Number one, God bless these kids out there in Massachusetts that are standing up for themselves. And God bless Daniel Penny and his family here. I hope that uh, uh, justice will be served in the fact that this guy is allowed to go on with his life here. He stepped in. He helped some people out on the train. Unfortunately, this guy died. I don't think that he meant to kill Jordan Neely. I think that if he wanted to kill Jordan Neely, he would have done it within minutes, within seconds. Uh, It wouldn't have taken him that long. He's a trained Marine. It wouldn't take that long. So one other thing I wanted to share with you guys here today, uh, I did an interview on my podcast, First Class Fatherhood, with Navy SEAL Drago Geron, and it was an absolute banger. I hope you guys will listen to it. The, the link is down there and below for you guys to check out First Class Fatherhood. Uh, for those who are new to this show and are unfamiliar with First Class Fatherhood, uh, Drago is somebody who was born in Poland while they were being uh, still under communist rule. He was thrown in the gulag. He was a political prisoner for two years, three years, something like that. He escapes, gets the hell out of there, comes to the United States, uh, becomes a citizen. He came to the U.S. in 1984, becomes a citizen in 1991, joins the Navy that year, and then goes on to become a Navy SEAL, fights for our country uh, for 20 years as a Navy SEAL, the top of the best of the best. Uh, He's got a new book out. If you're looking for a Father's Day gift, I'm telling you right now, this is the one to do. He beautifully breaks down the troubles of socialism, communism, and why he fears so much what he's seeing happening right now in this country. Let me play a quick quip. Uh, let me play a quick clip for you guys from my interview with Drago on First Class Fatherhood. Take a listen. We need to go back to our faith, our moral values, our family values away from the relative morality of politicians that will try to sway. Actually, this is something very, what is happening in our country right now is very desirable for socialists and communists when you try to destroy the country the way we know it. So having uh, uh, children without both parents, they are easier to influence by perverts and uh, uh, by the depravity. So we need to protect them. But uh, you know what, there's another thing too, we need to be very open about, wokeness, the, 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 they, call it, they call it wokeness. There is no such, the, the wokeness is just another word for perversion, depravity and debauchery. And we need to be open about it. We need to be able, we need to be not afraid to say what it really stands for. But those are the tactics the communists use in Poland and is being used here to replace the inconvenient words with the benign words, which really does not alarm people too much. So what you would call perversion, depravity, and debauchery in the past, now you call it just wokeness, which people don't even know what it means. So that's one of the tactics. We do need to stand up for our children, but we need to go back to our faith that is anchored in, uh, in, on, on solid ground. 
I'm telling you, after after speaking with him, for, we did about a 45-minute interview. Again, it's available. I'll put the link down there below. After speaking to Drago, I really felt like I'm not as good a citizen as I could be. I, I could be a better American. Drago makes me want to be a better American, uh, just listening to him talk. So if you're interested, uh, check out the full interview. And if, if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, I highly recommend his book, The Pledge to America. Uh, I'll put the link down there in the description as well for you guys. All right, a couple of program notes. On First Class Fatherhood Friday, tomorrow, I'm going to have Clay Travis, the co-host of the Clay and Buck show. They took over uh, for the time slot for Rush Limbaugh. So that's going to be exciting. Again, the link is down there below for First Class Fatherhood. You guys can catch my interview tomorrow to lead us into the Father's Day weekend. I will be a guest on Sean Hannity's radio program tomorrow. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, put the link down there or some information down there in the description about that. I will also be on The Bottom Line, which is on Fox Business, with my man Sean Duffy. I've, I've done several interviews with him and his wife Rachel, uh, Campos Duffy as well. So look forward to that one. And I'm scheduling right now. I should be on Fox & Friends Father's Day on Sunday morning. So you'll get your fill. I'll be, I'll be pumping the Alec Lay show all weekend uh, where I get my appearances here. And again, if you guys are enjoying the broadcast, please help me spread the word, uh, share the episodes, hit me on socials, hit me with likes, comments, uh, really help me build this channel up here again. Uh, so that's all I got for you guys today. I hope everybody enjoys their weekend, enjoys your all, happy Father's Day to all you dads that are out there. We need you now more than ever in this country. You family men right now have become the villain in this country, and that has got to turn around. So we need our dads strong out there. You guys play such a vital role in our society. So God bless you. I hope you uh, have a beautiful day on Sunday. Do what you want to do. Play golf. Uh, be left alone. Go fishing. Do what it, do what it is. Be around the kids. Uh, take them out to dinner. Whatever it is you enjoy to do, I hope you get a chance to do it on Sunday. All right. Uh, that's all I got for you guys. I'll be back here Tuesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Rumble. You guys, if you're following me along there on Spotify and Apple, please uh, hit me with a subscribe over there. I will be back next week. All right, God bless all you listeners out there. God bless America. God bless our troops, and I'll catch you next week.